and Nicole. Hello. And Mama Kay. Hello, everybody. And it is time once again for Host Pick. This is our host pick for March. Just for people who have not been on one of these episodes, you know, traditionally we do a regular movie and we have a kind of a more structured breakdown. Host Picks, one of the four of us here will pick something for the other three to watch. And it can be a regular movie, it can be a documentary, it can be something on YouTube or some string of videos that are just otherwise free online. So as long as it's available on a major streaming service or free online, it is eligible and yeah, around movie length or shorter. Nothing, nothing crazy, nothing overly long. And uh, <laughs> this time around, it was Mama K's pick. Okay, what did you have all of us watch? Oh, I don't really know the name of it, but it was when Oprah interviewed uh, Harry and Meghan. <laughs> I have it as interview. I have it. CBS the presents Oprah, interview. Oprah with Meghan the and Harry. The royal interview. <laughs> Yeah. So well, all those, is it the, the no longer royal? Is it the royal <laughs> no longer interview? royal interview? So I think everyone knows what we're talking about with all these different names. It's officially called Oprah with Meghan and Harry. Royal interview. <laughs> Oprah with Meghan and Harry. Oprah with so Ma- Meghan and Harry. Yeah. Give us the background, Mama K, since you had us watch this. What we're watching, the background of what we're watching is Oprah. Everyone knows Oprah. Uh, interviewed Harry, former prince, not known as Prince but he was known as Prince um, and his wife, Megan, who is an American actress. And uh, they talked about why, well, we'll talk about what they talked about, but it's, they split from the Royal family and apparently they needed to have this interview to get their story told. So before we go into spoilers about what they talked about and all the things that are drama Royal family, I know some people are really into it. Some people have no idea. Okay, are you super into it? No idea? Somewhere in the middle? How much did you know about the whole royal family going in? Are you a follower of this family? I know a lot about the royal family. I don't particularly know a lot about Harry and Meghan. I learned a lot during this interview about them. I mean, I think the last time, it's just like they got married and then she got pregnant and had a baby. That's pretty much what I knew. So um, up until then, yeah, there's a lot of drama in the past, you know, 30 years or whatever preceding that, but... Uh, that's kind of where that's where my expertise lies what about you Jess you know a lot about the royal family don't know a lot about the royal family definitely did not watch the crown I do remember though when I was little and there was like this huge newspaper article with princess Diana's face all over it my mom was like the princess died and I was like the princess died not the princess (laughs) (laughs) so I I totally remember that being upset over the princess died when I was little and with Harry and Meghan I I kind of just see the highlights of what's going on usually from like e-news on Instagram um but I don't really go in depth of their lives and hear all the dramas I kind of just hear the the high stories all right uh, what about you nicole how much how much depth you got in the royal family i kind of feel that way that jess feels too like i know i'm really big into pop culture things so i get the gist of most things that are happening but i don't follow them so in depth that i can tell you every nitpick about it but i knew that this was happening with prince harry the artist formerly known as prince harry um but i didn't i didn't (laughs) but i didn't know the extent of what megan was going through so this was definitely new information for me 
Yeah, I don't know much about any of the dramatic stuff. I know the queen is mad old and she's been ruling for like a thousand years or whatever. Like just her by herself. Yeah, it's pretty um, crazy. Yeah, and uh, I don't like. I know if you told me like Prince Charles is a guy, I'm like, yeah, he's one of them. And Harry's a guy. <laughs> Kate is a <laughs> one of them. William. I, yes, yeah. yeah, William. That makes sense. Like I know, I know very little. I don't know any of the. What do you mean that makes sense? That's a brother. <laughs> Well, I mean, William sounds like a guy oh, who's a royal wait. person. Charles. No, that's his brother. Okay. Yeah, William's okay. brother. Yeah, William's a brother. Sure. I I, I don't yeah. know how they're related. I don't know who's in line for what. I don't know what they do, or I don't know. I don't know. I know very little. I know uh, all I really knew recently was that people didn't like Megan, and then this came out, and then some people maybe liked Megan more. I don't know. That's what I knew going in. Um, if this so. wasn't obvious of how American the four of us are, then like. You know, something needs to give <laughs> but, it away because but some people in in the U.S. too are like mad obsessed with the royal family. Yeah, like they yeah, know yeah, every yeah. little thing. They read all the stuff. They know all, it's because it's like a real life soap opera to them, and it's got the mm-hmm. rich, famous people. I mean, it's the same reason why the <laughs> and they're all attractive, and they all have money, and they all have this and that and the other thing. Yeah, so it's like a re- reality show basically, um, but you know, nothing. <laughs> I it sounds like we are all low to mid experienced with royal family so we don't have any diehards on here but uh if you haven't seen oprah with megan and harry mama k where can this be found before we spoil it uh cbs.com on tv you can also download the app and watch it on your device uh it is free it does have commercials it is free it's got some commercials i think youtube has a version of it it's about an hour and a half without the commercials so yeah any interest go check it out before we spoil it and all of the other things to talk about with this with the stuff so last chance go check it out last chance to bail is that what i'm hearing <laughs> that's well that's what i always give a last warning because we give if we give a five minute intro and then we go into spoilers i don't want anyone okay. to get caught off guard so here we go spoilers. spoiler time no rating system on the show we just talk about what the picker wants to talk about and uh okay first first you kind of talk about why you picked this why did you why did you pick this like because uh you were flip-flopping on it and then you pulled the trigger and then yeah what, what i wasn't you, i was I honestly wasn't flip-flopping it. I, I pulled it out as a joke, and then I forgot that I had said anything about it. And then as we were talking about what I was going to pick, I had something else in mind. And then I didn't tell you what it was, but then all of a sudden, right before our last um, podcast, um, you at, you were like, so as long as it, it's going to be that Harry and Meghan thing. And I was like, oh. You know, I think it is going to be the Harry and Meghan thing because people at work have seen it and they want to talk to me about it. And I'm perfectly fine to talk about something that I haven't seen because I feel like it's it's not like it's a movie where I have no premise about what's going on. But um, no one no one would talk to me about it until I actually had seen it. So I was like, okay, well, we're just going to kill two birds here and uh, I'm going to make three people see it who I was like when I picked it, Brennan was like, Jess is going to hate this. She's probably going to quit the show. This is the end of films <laughs> with the women. And then when I texted, Jess texted back all in caps. And I was like, yes, that she was so excited that I picked it. So all in caps are good. It was happy yelling. So, um, <laughs> so I was really thrilled about that. Cause I didn't want everybody to come into this kicking and screaming. So dragging their feet. So and this it's is very how the inter- than anything we do. So 
This is very different than anything we've done so far. So this is how the interview goes. Uh, Megan and Oprah sit down first, and they have some light banter. Oprah starts to ask her some questions. She gives Megan gives her side of the story on a lot of issues involving her sister-in-law, Kate, her treatment by the other royals, uh, an overarching they villain who is kind of somewhat named at times, and it's uh, not a lot of specific names are given throughout. Second half, Prince, former Prince, artist formerly known as Prince Harry, comes in, and the three of them talk and harry gives his side of things and where he comes from having had diana was his mother again that's something i don't know i did not know going into this is that harry is diana's kid uh so he has had a long history of of uh, scandal in the royal family and uh is somewhat of an outsider it sounds like even before leaving uh and then so harry and megan give their side of the story while oprah reacts in oprah fashion so that's what happens (laughs) here for an hour and a half uh okay where do you want to where do you want to kick this off well, I, I first want to kick it off with Jess to find out why she was so excited about it, um, because I wasn't sure what the what what her reaction was going to be. So, what is it about this that was intriguing for you, Jess? Um, so I didn't even know that Megan was going to be on an interview with Oprah. Um, I was just doing whatever, and Karen, my friend, texted me and said, "Are you watching this interview?" And I was like, "What are you even talking about?" And then she she explained to me that this was juicy, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, I'll watch it." Um, and so I watched, I probably watched the first half hour and I fell asleep on accident, but not because I was bored. I was just very tired. So I did watch the first half hour and I thought it was very interesting. Um, I do like Megan in this family just because she's different. She's American. She's mixed race. So I thought the the scandals were interesting and I was curious about her point of view and everything. There you go. Friend friend of the show, Karen, always coming through and helping Hoping just with her, with she the really <laughs> Karen's the unofficial. Yeah. Uh, Always count on the Karen. Unofficial other half of Jess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Karen. Um, so, well, I mean, that was my first thing. And so, what when I know what your reaction was to me, but what was your actual reaction, Brennan Nicole, about like uh, how much were you dreading doing this, watching it, and then talking about it? I wouldn't say dreading at all, actually. What I would say is it's not something that I like chase after to know what's going on, but the royal family in like a whole kind of scares me. <laughs> and I the reason I say that is because it's so obviously foreign to us to have this like ruling monarchy for X hundred years or whatever. So to know that these people are so powerful and so rich and so beloved or not beloved, you know, depending on who it is, um, and that they have this much pull on society there is like overwhelming to me. So it's, I don't even know if I like want to know what they do and like thinking about like the shady business that they could be dealing with every day. I guess it's not that far off from like American politics, but I was just uh, going to say this is far <laughs> different than what we. It's engage. not, well, and part of it too is I mean, even though they are, you know, they're a monarchy, they do have government beyond them. And right. Really, I, I, I tend to think that you know these days that they're a lot less like politically powerful than than right. they were in the past. So I think that there's. That, they seem to be a figurehead, you know, a very expensive figurehead anyway. Well, you know, what we have, right. And what we have here is an American woman going over into this, like, being of the monarchy. And for her to give us, like, 
a like this is what I went through with a lot of things and like this is what is happening over there and the family no I don't think a lot of us were like prepared to hear from her about this because basically like if you're just me like an everyday person you think that everything needs to be hush hush behind the scenes there and everything is supposed to look so pristine to hear that there's all this drama you obviously know there is but just to hear it come from somebody who was brought into the family and seemed to be well liked in the beginning but when things start changing and things that come up from the 21st century still like her race and them raising a child that is mixed race and these are big things for us to discuss right now in this world so you know i think that the royal family has done a really great job of hiding that stigma from people and oh we're not we're, we love everybody whatever but we obviously know that that's not the case and just to see it come out by someone who i think is fairly well liked you know, Megan has people that would say opposite, but I don't listen to those people because I don't think that she did anything wrong. But just to hear it come from her and see what kind of sad things that she described in this interview, it's hard to hear because they put up such a front that we didn't, we don't think about those awful things that happen behind the scenes there. I uh, I was thinking I was there's you know three possibilities basically it was either going to be horribly boring for me because I am uninterested in the subject, uh, cringy because I know these these interview type things are very heavily produced and they're cut together in a way that's edited to you know make it they're trying to sell a narrative like they're trying to sell whatever their side of the story is which is what it's going to be so but that that makes me cringe because it, it's presented as. Um, it's presented as like a news piece where it's not, it's an entertainment piece. And then there was a possibility of like a so bad, it's good enjoyment. Um, I was pleasantly on the <laughs> somewhere between cringe and so bad. It's good enjoyment for me for the actually watching this. Uh, it is, um, it is heavily produced and, uh, and, and annoying. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, it's hard to buy a lot of it, uh, but it is, <laughs> some parts are so over the top at them trying to sell a point home particularly with some of uh, Oprah's Oprah's reactions that I actually found a level of what of enjoyment. You need what? to look at the source. Yeah, so and I, I will say, usually just Nicole and I watch <laughs> this together because we live together, but uh, Nicole, Mama Kay, and I, the three of us all watch this together, so we had a bit of a, there's an, a little extra ping-ponging going on when we watch this, so that's an atypical for There was a lot of narrative happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I was, I, but I didn't have a dog in the fight going in. I think in. Mama Kay might have been getting a little bit of, upset with us talking please tell me if we you did because this is literally how it happens when we watch tv it's all it's just constant talking back and well forth. i didn't talk that much <laughs> i was gonna say i think you guys did pretty well honestly there was also someone else talking about something else entirely during this whole situation <laughs> so that was yeah, a little a distracting as well <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, but otherwise it was, it was so going in, I had a neutral opinion of Megan and Harry. I, I literally, I did not know why they left. I did not know what people thought of them. I kind of heard that Megan was liked and then she wasn't liked. And now she's telling her side of the story. And after reading reviews of this, most of the reviews are either like, go Megan, you're the best. Or, um, this is uh, a nonsense piece and I'm in the middle. Not a lot of uh, mm-hmm. defenders of any of the crown. So not a lot of defenders no, of Kate monarchy. or the, the they that is spoken of. So it's either 
super pro Megan or kind of in the middle uh, people. Uh, but I went in with no dogs. I had no idea what the, this was going to be. Did you? It sounded like uh, Nicole and Jess, you both had a positive Megan going in and, I, and a more neutral negative of the crown in general. Am I saying that right? I don't want to say positive Megan, but I'm not. I'm not dissing her right now. I'm, I'm saying I didn't know enough to say that. I don't read tabloids. I don't read anything on Facebook about celebrities. I try to block that stuff because it doesn't interest me. So I didn't know what the consensus was on her. I real. I always liked Kate and William. So I didn't. And I. I always heard stories about how, like Harry was rebelling. Um, a couple years ago and would always be out partying and being the bachelor and William was obviously not he was the father so so to see him kind of be like more settling into this father figure now that they have a child it was different and I didn't know how I would feel about that but I like seeing them as a couple and seeing them doing what's best for their family and even if that means giving up this whole piece of his life that's i think it's admirable to see that so i don't i don't think it was because i liked megan a lot and wanted her to be free i think it was seeing that the family was causing harm to this family and they needed to get away and they had the bravery to do it so we we i mean we've touched a bit on jess do you have anything to add sorry i didn't mean to cut oh no um i i think i am pro megan uh when they first started dating and I, I watched the wedding and I don't remember where I was. I think it was at my friend's house and it was just on. Um, and I thought it was cool. And I'm mixed race, so I'm all about mixed race princesses or whales or uh, duchesses. <laughs> so maybe I am a little biased, but I thought it was cool that, you know, someone totally from the outside came in. Um, well, now I learned that they call it like the firm or the institution, but I was going to say into like the royal family. Yeah. I I thought that was crazy. These words like that to describe it, but yeah, to the royal family. Well, it's very interesting when you're watching it, you find that they refer to uh, the problems that they have are with the firm and the institution. Uh, But when Oprah mentions specific people who you would think would represent those things, uh, the queen, his father, you know, Prince Charles, who's next in line, to the throne, his brother, Prince William, who's second in line to the throne, and even Kate. It's never, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not really talking about, no, the queen shared her blanket with me. It was all very loving. You, It starts to sound disingenuous or what? what is, what is that? What is that? What do you think that is? That is, uh, it's very interesting because the background with uh, Harry and William's mother, Diana, she came out with this very scathing same type of interview not with oprah but with an oprah-like person where she had this she used the same the same vocabulary and the same um the same words to describe people um occasionally she was very um pointed about who it was but it was never anybody you know up in big power but she's the same like... type of thing so how do how do how do you reconcile the fact that they don't want to blame anybody and they're absolutely you know harry comes out a little bit more like uh i'm not real great with my brother right now i mean my dad struggle but you know the queen's lovely and you well, know, i gotta say queen's lovely no matter what queen is lovely because queen is the untouchable she queen is great well, for everybody because if you diss queen 
Yeah, but do you feel like they have to be this certain level of respect still? Just, God forbid, for them, they have to return to this life? Or do you think it's like they genuinely feel this type of respect for someone like the queen who I don't think she was... I, 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 like I said, I don't follow, but I don't think she was the one that could have been a driving force to get them feeling like they need to be pushed out of this family. I feel like there were other people that were to blame for that, but I think that these, they're respectful people and they're not going to say names. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's almost like other situations where you're saying this certain group of people are bad, but I'm really good friends with these people that are in this group. So how do you reconcile that? That's like, that's a very, I mean, uh, maybe it's just a human nature thing that everybody does it, that you're having a problem and you want to put it someplace. And I'm not saying that these things didn't happen because it's clear that there's, there are issues with what happens with the royal family. I think Harry has always had beef anyway, just as we discussed with his mom um, and what happened to her. And I think he did nod towards who he thought did this if it was something that somebody did um and the the people that were involved in that such as the queen and other people like he has a negative feeling towards those people but i don't think he's ready or able to come on to live television and be like queen kill my mom (laughs) so what's the point of this what what is the point then of this interview i guess that was one of my major i think it's a kate bashing what I think they... it's a. I don't come away well, with I Kate mean, Bashley yeah, was... at all. I I come away with this is to so- soften Meghan and Harry's image and make it look like the the ev- like the evil working behind the scenes shadow. It's a, it's like a, it's like a big uh, it's a big old ways trying to suppress the new ways thing. It's it's uh, Meghan represents the new. Meghan represents the modern twenty first century. What a royal could be, and these evil behind the scenes will never let them take power or trying to stop and silence me. And Harry seem to me comes off as a bit of a conspiracy theorist in this. A well spoken, likable, decently looking conspiracy theorist, and this is to soften them and make them uh, appealing. And it clearly worked because most people are either on Meghan's side or neutral. So I think they achieved exactly what they're sending out, which is to make. Megan, the face of the new and this evil behind the scenes shadow operation to keep poor people and minorities and uh, people not part of the crown from the outside down. That's what this is supposed to be. It's it's an us versus them. And Megan, Megan represents us, all of us. She's the progressive new face. So I think Megan just wanted to like squash the rumors because I think everyone thought they they moved away because Megan was pushy. She didn't like it there. But she was kind of like, no, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't move away. I was kind of forced away. Um, and I agree with Nicole. I, I don't think they're going to point names specifically at people just out of respect. I mean, though they definitely have uh, differences with their family, I don't think they are going to go ahead and specifically say who did what, when they did it, and what happened. I think they're just generally trying to say this is how it all kind of went down. Well, that brings us to how believable was what you saw brennan 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 leaned toward this was heavily produced i also am of that vein and that you know megan is an actress i mean everyone wants to say she's a regular american she's not really a regular american hey she worked she, in an ice cream um, shop she, when she was 13 and you just have no idea how hard okay. it is to do that so this is interesting it's her it's her ploy to the average the, 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 the everyman and woman um, mama k 
Right. But when, and you know what that, what, how, how I feel about that when people do those kind of things like, oh, okay, try to make yourself really, um, like you're, you're us, you're just every man. And yeah, this is, you know, tragic. It could happen to anybody. No, it's interesting that you say that because I, I strongly get from Mama Kay that she thinks that Megan is very easily manipulative in that way, that she can, she's an actress, she can make people feel a certain way. I, get, I think she's highly produced, not manipulative, but I think she's highly okay, produced. Okay, that's fair. I get that from fucking Oprah because... Um, well, Oprah's almost true. a parody in this. It's, I, I hate, I hate, <laughs> I hate the way that Oprah interviews people because she is so pushy, she is so manipulative, and she is so. Let me put words in your mouth, and I never feel gen like genuine things from an interview with someone from with Oprah because. She can she can very easily say, I'm not doing this interview with you anymore if you're not going to follow my questions or if you're not going to answer the way I think is best for my movie and like, or, or excuse me, like my interview. I'm glad that, that they went through the notions in the beginning of saying like, this is a non-paid interview because right. if it was, obviously we know who was getting most of the money from this was fucking Oprah. Um... But I've I just always well, have Oprah had never said she wasn't getting paid for well, it. Well that's it was just that's the, true. The, the pre royals. That's the true royals that are, you know. <laughs> Um but Oprah's pu- pushes me the wrong way in any interview she does because she's so she's forceful and she can produce questions and produce answers from people that I don't think is genuine. So I wonder how it would have gone if there was somebody else. And especially because they even said like, yeah, we're friends. Like Oprah went to my wedding. Like we are, we're click, we're click. How genuine can these answers be when you're sitting with a friend of yours with a video camera on you in some beautiful fucking backyard villa of another famous person? (laughs) Yeah. Give me a break. Like, it's not like you're sitting in, after a couple of drinks and you can be an honest person with someone, you know? Well, is she pushy though or is she too comfortable? I mean, those are those are different. That's the that's two different things. I mean, she's usually pushy of her own agenda in in the interviews. I agree. Um I found her to be less that in this and more and, and I think it's because they are friends and she wasn't going to ask the really really I mean, she asked the questions that are power button questions right now about, you know, race and equity and um, you know, what, what does the Royal family really mean during these times? And, and those are all hot button issues and mental health and all of that stuff that pushes buttons. But I mean, it didn't really, I didn't think it was anything groundbreaking that she was doing. She was just, you know, putting out the things that were going to get Megan to say the things that Megan said, I think. Jess? Yeah, I, I don't think that Oprah was overly pushy either. Um, and I think I agree with, well, I believe most of what Megan says. The two things that I definitely did not believe is that she didn't Google uh, Prince Harry oh at all. And I was like, <laughs> when I go on a date, the first thing you do is Facebook them. So <laughs> just a, a regular person, how how can you not even like Google the, I don't get it. I, I don't think that was true at all. She, she definitely 
every girl does research. And the next thing I didn't believe is that she fully slept right before her wedding day, which is <laughs> on most national television. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree with Jess. Those are two very unbelievable things. I mean, because she had even said that, you know, oh, well, I was, you know, Beatrice and I, her, so that's Harry's cousin, um, are very good friends. And it's like, but you still didn't Google them? You still don't know anything about them? Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> Come on. So uh, like when I when I watched it, like I was going in like, no, y- yes, I didn't have a uh, dog in the fight. Like I didn't care if I liked Meghan or Harry or if I liked the royal family or or either. At the end of this, yeah, I, don't I, either, I wanted to. I going in, I was like, all right, this is Meghan and Harry's interview. It's going to be heavily edited and manipulated. There's just no way it's not. Oprah's doing the questions. I kind of agree with Nicole. She has some very leading ways of getting to what she wants the conversation to be about. I think that's typical of a lot of big media mogul doing interviews and she's you know in that small group um and when you're we're starting off with i'm like okay this is going to be the best possible portrayal of megan harry because it's all them there's no other side coming at them and if i don't like them at the end of this then that means that's a problem because they have all the opportunity for an hour and a half to be the most likable versions of themselves so and megan starts with I didn't even Google how to curtsy. I didn't know I had to curtsy when I met the queen. I'm like, oh, dude, I know zero things about the royal family. You tell me you didn't know he had to curtsy? You didn't look up he had to curtsy? <laughs> like, there's just, like, stuff. I'm like, all right. So, I, already in the first 15 minutes, I'm like, she's either super dumb or a liar. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go with dumb. Because that's the that's the charitable thing to do is that she just didn't think to do all these very basic things. Not... Oh, she did them, and she's lying to manipulate us now. I, it is generous for me to think. Oh, she's just dumb. And then when Prince Harry comes out, same thing. I'm like, oh, he's either a weirdo conspiracy theorist or he's a liar. So, oh, he's just a weirdo conspiracy theorist. So that's how they come off to me is a, <laughs> a, a dumb woman who got in over her head, married a family that has a lot of rules and traditions, and Prince Harry, who has always been kind of a black sheep since his mom. And has a lot of ideas about what went down. And they came off as, at best, that. And not really regular humans that I could connect to. And if they're not that, then they're just liars. And then that doesn't really help me either. So I assume that they're dumb and conspiracy theorists and not that they're liars. But they could easily... I don't know how they could be anything but that, is what I saw. I go with I go with a third option, Brennan, and I think option? this is kind of where I what? land too. Uh, there's a third There's a third option, and we discussed <laughs> it a little bit, but I think it's when you are so wrapped up in what you are doing and what your life is about that your point of view is the only point of view that is the truth to you. And we all know that truth is a very tricky uh, thing. It's uh, many things to many people at the same time. So I think that. And especially if you have two people that are sort of, you know, if you're one person in a situation like Diana was back in the day, she had no one to go to. Um, They looked at it as a strength between the two of them having each other to lean on, which I agree with. But it's also it also keeps that that sort of that ball rolling. If you have somebody to talk to about, you know, if you're if if you're at work and there's somebody the third person at work that's bugging you, if you have two people that can sit and talk about it, boy, does that get even worse. Um, everything just becomes magnified and it's um, your, you know, all of a sudden that becomes your truth. And that's not always the case. So I choose to believe that it's heavily manipulated and edited and very professional. And, but they see from their point of view 
as being the truth. And I think that there's probably a side, a royal side where they think what they're, they're the truth is. And the actual truth doesn't exist, but it would lie somewhere in between if it did. Um, I find it very hard to believe. So you you're, you lean towards delusion delusional with good editing? Yeah, but we're all delusional. In our everyday lives, we're delusional. Sure, no more delusional than the average person. Maybe a little more delusional than the average person. A little person, more, because you got lots delusional. of money, lots of power, lots of... Uh, you know, lots of likes on all of your social media. You're you're definitely not a regular person, mm. um, but you have yeah that affects you. It does. Yeah, it totally affects you. And and even though you're you don't want to come across as being one of those people who thinks that they're more than somebody else. No, I'm the same as somebody else. You know, you're really not. You know, I have what 111 people that are my friends on Instagram. I'm pretty sure either one of them have a little bit more than that. Um, <laughs> so I don't. I'm not really, you know, I don't put myself in the same ballpark as they are. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. But what really got to me, I want to ask you about this, is like toward the very end, you know, Harry comes on, we get to see uh, little Archie's chicken, which they keep showing over and over because these are regular people that have a chicken house named after their kid. And at the close to the end, they start talking about, you know, Oprah's like, well, now you're not a prince. Now you're not. Now you're broke. What you going to do? You broke ass prince. And he's, he's like, well. I'm living on Tyler Perry's Medea compound. Well, there's. <laughs> I know. Don't you just want to be friends with Tyler Perry now? I mean, because I feel like. Uh, I do. It's lucrative, but I don't know if I want to. Jess, <laughs> yeah, yeah, help me know. out here. Oh, no. totally. Tyler Perry's Tyler BFF Perry. right here. I saw exactly. a whole thing about Tyler Perry's, like, Georgia <laughs> compound that he has, and he's got all these, like, sound stages on his property, and he uses, like, Sounds a, great. a golf cart to go around to each of the sound stages. It is intense. I love a golf cart. It is crazy. Why can't, can we watch that for your next pick? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep this whole thing going. Um Oh, where was I when we were... What? I'm waiting for Medea Takes Buckingham Palace is the next film. <laughs> Medea Takes the Queen. <laughs> Checkmate, bitch. Um, so... Yeah, we'd probably review it. We probably... We will. If nothing else comes out, we'll review it. I don't, where was I? What was I talking about? Y'all, I'm old. Come the on, end of the interview. So the, thanks, Jess. The interview. Yeah, so the end of the interview, when all of a sudden we find out that... Uh, not all of a sudden, maybe people did know this, but, you know, Diana left him a chunk of change. Thank God. I mean, because she was a lady and was landed and had all that stuff before her marriage. And I'm assuming had uh, a lot of money when she was divorced and, and died. But no, they have a foundation that they're selling. And boy, did that put the brakes on for me. I was like, oh, awesome. This was a two hour infomercial about Archwell. And now everybody <laughs> can just be like, oh, do you need a little royalty in your life or ex royalty? Come to Archwell. We will do all the things that you need. It, it felt so, I thought it was produced in the beginning and the way that Megan sort of moved in her little, you know, coquettish ways and things like that. And then I, they just totally lost me at the end with that. I realize it's supposed to be something that's a, you know, it's, it's a social change agency. It's supposed to be doing good for people. And I, I can appreciate that, but I would have liked to have known that from the beginning. No, there's that something about that, completely. that I, that I have an idea about. Tell me because save it for me. Cause I, it bummed me out. You should feel that way. And you know why? Because oh, it's literally Chip and Joanna Gaines shit. <laughs> like Magnolia <laughs> company. Like they 
it's a I'm not, I'm not calling it, it's, it's a minority yeah. woman with a white guy who is doing this oh. grand thing for whatever part of the country that they're living in and it's sustainable oh. and it's kitschy and it's modern and it's um, like a great cause and that's exactly what the Gaines family is doing with their Magnolia Bakery whatever whatever it is and hmm. because the royal family or not if you're not in it anymore you still need to upkeep these values that were instilled in you and what i wanted to say briefly about the last topic was that i think that harry is very quiet and he never got the chance to say something about what happened to his mom or what he thinks happened to her he was always seen as the black sheep and the party animal and obviously he had these pent-up feelings about that um and that's what was causing him to to be like this but i think that now that he has found someone who can jump on board and start this brand of being away from this what they're calling toxic family relationship and go and be able to have a farm and have your mixed children run uh you know be the the voice of it whatever they want to say about it you know that's paving the way for them to jump on this path that a lot of people are following and it's successful and i think that you know for them being able to be like a non-profit style thing if that's what they're going for like they have the means to do that because people still appreciate them for what they are they appreciate them from whether it's leaving the royal family or speaking against them or what they were once in it they ha- i think they have enough backing from a lot of people that they'll be successful in this so I think it well, was Tyler Perry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it was a no brainer for them and to kind of drop this Archwell thing, because if they want to continue this image of being like greater than thou, like they have to do that. Interesting. But I got chi- I got Chip that? and Joanna Gaines like immediately from watching the, the, the <laughs> chicken poop. I, that's not. I, I honestly sure. forgot I about the foundation that they uh, brought up until you said about it now. But the whole the whole time, um, Prince Harry was he kept saying things like I kept saying seeing history repeat itself, and it was not it was extremely obvious he thought that his mom's death was just you know the social injustice thing, and he was I think angry that he saw it happening again. Um, so yeah, that that was very evident. But that that's what made me feel like a, a conspiracy theorist because a lot of times when someone suffers a great loss, they will look for reasons. And this is from my own experience of friends and stuff that I know. Like a lot of times, people who experience a great loss out of the blue will fall into this weird K hole of conspiracy theories not too long after their grief is settled. And it's because they're trying to, you know, find explanation for why me, why did this happen? When it's, you know, I mean, I guess you, I, I asked, uh, I, I think I was asking beforehand, on the level of conspiracy of did the royal family have something to do with Diana's death, like, you know, 9-11 style or whatever, like how accepted is this theory? Is it a common conspiracy theory? Is do they like, and I'm sure there's weird Reddit 4chan chains you can go down to find that, but it comes off like that. It doesn't come off as um, 
it, it comes off uh, paranoid and like when he said yeah things repeating itself it didn't it that doesn't it sounds like a false connection it doesn't sound uh like a reasonable I th- thing to 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 draw just to give you some background i think it's less about diana's death than it actually is about how diana had to live her life while she was when she became a princess because charles was in his 30s uh diana was barely 19 when they got engaged and they had barely gone out he had been actually going out with her much older sister and uh who was an unacceptable person to become queen so they had this fresh face virgin why was she unacceptable i don't know any of these things i'm pretty sure she was probably not a virgin at the time so back in that's a rule back in 1981 oh yeah let me tell do you want to go deep down into this? Because Diana had to go to the no, doctor. No, I don't. We don't have time for that. But like, had to go okay, to the doctor right. to so make they have sure. Their... Yeah. That... Well, this leads credence to Meghan and Harry's like, they have weird old rules that don't make any sense anymore. They do like, have that's weird... a weird old rule, well, right? Well, it is a weird old rule. And what had happened is that, you know, she came in and she was like, before, before her, it was basically back to when King George abdicated for Wallace Simpson. And, you know, she was an American divorcee. And he had to abdicate the abdicate the crown for her. And that's how Elizabeth got to be queen. I mean, she was not supposed to be queen. She was supposed to be one of these like little, just let me go do my good stuff royal people. And then she wound up being queen when her father became king because of the abdication back in like 1936. So since that point until Diana came 50, almost 50 years later, everybody had been, you know, going toe-to-toe, doing exactly what they were supposed to do. This is how not just British monarchies run, but this is how all monarchies run. It's all, it's arranged marriages. Um, I mean, this still happens today in a lot of countries. So it's arranged marriages. So you can't marry the sister, but hey, she's got a little sister coming up. She's probably pretty, you know, she's a preschool teacher. Uh, She's cute. She's tall. She's, you know, she'll give you really nice looking kids. Um, and that's how that whole thing went. There was, if you looked at them, there was no match whatsoever with, with these two people. And because of that, you see that Diana brought, brings in this, and she also wasn't royal. She was a lady, but she wasn't like, she wasn't really, she wasn't a princess. So, um, she brought in this whole different lifestyle of, you know, she wanted to do things her own way and and a regular way she wanted to be a regular person and then i think that was the downfall for when she had issues with her mental health and i think that's what harry's referring to as opposed to this really weird conspiracy theory that the crown was behind uh princess diana's death so that he has mental health issues also because of this right and i and okay if i give him the benefit of doubt that's fine yeah that's not how it came off to me but well no but okay. he never said anything about her death and i think people just have that in their mind because it was such a uh like like jess says that's her first introduction is the princess died you know so um i think that's where people put this information and he was so young at the time and but i think it was really about the fact that she had all of these problems she tried to talk to charles about it charles could give a fuck i mean he was busy with his girlfriend so it's like, this is this, he had seen this going on. He had seen this destroy his mom and she was actually really brave enough to get out of it and get a divorce, which is unheard of. So, um, I think there's... Princess Diana also had like a Muslim boyfriend afterwards. And I, I feel yes. like that's also what he was talking about. Probably the racism and the drama around all of that too. Yeah. I think that, I think you're right, Jess. I think that added to it that um 
she she kind of i think the the palace wanted her to go out of favor obviously but when she started dating you know an arab man are you kidding me you know huge mistake don't do that that's gonna be really bad and then she dies with this guy <laughs> it's suspicious but i really don't think that that's i think his stuff was more the well that's what i'm saying but that's what it comes out like i just you know I think it's the mental health things, and then to see Megan go through that in the form, and that's a terrible. I mean, she even said she was she was considering suicide at one point. So you know that brings him automatically back to what happened to his mom. She probably expressed that to him in confidence. You know. Well, I don't know that she. I mean, he was six or eight when she died. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you see it. You know, he he probably looks back. Well, six and eight—that's an impressionable age. Yeah, he he looks back and sees it. That's probably a core memory of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like solidifies into. But you're also assuming that they like forever. lived in the same house, and that wasn't always the case. I mean, back then they were basically being raised by nannies. That she was trying. Diana was trying her hardest to. I'm sure, be- he was aware of who his mother was. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. Um, and she and there were all kinds of you know, watch the crown. I mean, it's not like he was two or twenty. He was yeah. of the perfect age to be, For, be to be impressed by it. Yeah. So anyway, so. That's where we're at. Any more questions about the past? Because I can dig that up. There was another thing that I want to talk about really briefly is that. So you said you're a casual and you know all these things. I'm like, I did none of this, like none of this I knew. None of it. <laughs> I, knew, I knew none of That's this going That's because you didn't live through it. If you lived through it, you would know the same type of things. I mean, everyone knows about William and Kate, how many kids they have. I mean, Brennan, you might not, but people know <laughs> them. People, two? Three, but you're close. Yeah. Um, that was close. Yeah. But people, it was a big deal. And it was the first royal wedding with Diana and Charles in 40 years, something like that. So it was, uh, the whole thing was a big deal. So it, there there was no casual observer back then. Everybody knew, you know. So Charles and Diana, Charles was the, the he was first in line to the crown. And he sort of had, he's the William of the group. Like, you know, William and Kate, untouchable, right? That kind of thing. Um, and people forget about the lesser known Prince Andrew, the next brother down who married Fergie. They had a really hard time, the same as Harry and Meghan are and got divorced and because she wouldn't fit, she couldn't fit into the family either for different reasons. But because she couldn't fit into the family, I think there's a piece of it where they can't, you know, they don't want to change. Well, that's another thing that I think of. Do you think Harry just said, basically said, fuck it because... He's so down the line at this point, and I don't think he wants to continue on with this this reign in any way that he's like, I'm not even up for it. I'm just going to leave. He might. He might think that there's really, I mean, that it doesn't really make an impact if he leaves because there's so many people ahead of him Mm -hmm. now. That's, I mean, that's quite, uh, that's quite possible. That's, that's part of, uh. Part of the That's what he kept saying. It. He wanted to be. They wanted to be background players and not right. at the forefront of everything. And they're like, "No, you're either in it or you're not. Like the your position is you're you're on the in it position. You're not going right. to be. A, you're never going to be king, but you need to be around. And you can't just like fade out like you know the hundred forty fourth in line or whatever. Right. Well, and another thing when Megan says that she has wasn't prepared for anything and didn't know all this stuff. I mean, where was Harry then? Why he was he not the one? you know, preparing her for these things and doing, you know, she, I'm sure she confided in him that she didn't know God Save the Queen and had to look up the lyrics. And um, I, I'm, I'm perplexed why it wasn't I until know. things I just, went I feel really like bad. if I'm dating, if you're dating a royal, that's like, 
among the first things you do. Like you study, you're not dating just, you know, schmo down the street you met on right. Tinder. You're dating <laughs> the most, one of the most famous people ever. Right. And you don't do basic research. It's and also he's baffling. a really eligible bachelor. I mean, forget, don't forget that part that he's, you know, he was a hot ticket. This was going to be a big deal. So, you know, he wasn't just well known. He was well wanted. So, mm-hmm. um, just really, I don't know, just really interesting takes on it. Okay. Do you have any uh, closing parts? Because we are starting to run towards the end here. I do. Um, so, when they make the movie about this, who's going to play the three parts? <laughs> I'm playing Megan. I right, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, are we only taking Megan. people from from our from our group? Because I'll be Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess because you're the oldest. I guess sure. I gotta play Harry because I'm all about those conspiracies. <laughs> Brennan, that leaves you as the boom. Oh, I have to direct this. The, I have to direct this piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold the boom. I mean, that guy had two masks on, so it was it was good. Yeah. No, I, I mean, if you had celebrity, if you're picking yeah. celebrities besides Jess, we all agree that Jess is playing Megan. I mean, <laughs> well, we all know that Carson Wentz would play Prince Harry. Yeah, Carson, Wentz Carson Wentz, right? Is Prince Harry? And we know <laughs> and I Samuel think L. Jackson would play and Oprah. Samuel L. Jackson is going to be yeah. the Oprah. Samuel Jackson in a wig would be Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> her hair did look um, pretty nice in that. I'm not going to lie. So Oprah's she is. It was the glasses and like her look on her face when like she was dropping her. What? I can't believe it lines. That she just looked a real real like Samuel in late stages of his career doing motherfucker. <laughs> it was very similar, the expression. Could she just um, say that one time? Because that uh, would be amazing. <laughs> I saw I saw memes. I, I'm in all the Star Wars memes, and there were a bunch of ones where Oprah was Mace Windu and there's a whole whatever. Uh no, the only, Tessa Thompson's Mark Megan, right? I was actually gonna say that, because that's the other yeah. actress I'm like, yeah. oh that looks like me. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would go. With That's that. what I was. I was like, who else does Jess think it lo- looks like? Uh, who else is a, a just just realm? Uh, yeah, Tessa Thompson's who I thought of first. Yeah, I would go there. That would that would work for me. I mean, Megan's an actress. You can just play yourself. Why not? I think she might have. So one last thing. I mean, we agree that people are interested in this. Why are we interested? And how how do we fool ourselves into thinking that these people actually are relatable? Oh, um, I am not interested. Okay, um, next. <laughs> just okay. I'm not interested. <laughs> I, <laughs> Oprah made me laugh a couple of times with her feigned with her feigned surprise looks. That's about what I got out of this. I am interested just because it's a royal scandal, and like you said, Mama K, if you kind of are born and this stuff kind of happens it's things that you remember so this would be a huge headline and i'm curious what's going to happen because of it like are they just going to stay in la forever and never go back are they going to be um not never accepted back would they even step foot in the uk and then everyone's like well what's going to happen next are they going to have a a kate interview with someone else and show her point of view It, it i think it's just um gossip and scandal and then you know, Archie, everyone wants to watch him grow up now. So I, I think it's it's just everyone is, is interested in the family. So we it's are a decent interested. soap opera reality show. Yeah. It's a decent soap opera reality show if you're into that sort of thing. I, I, I agree with Jess on that level. Yeah. We are interested. And maybe before we wouldn't have been quite as interested in Archie's life. The royal we? We are interested, interested in <laughs> this, yes. 
that's all I got. I had one big other thing about how the tabloids play a big part in this, but I, that's going to be a whole hour long thing. Well, so. they also pick, yeah, the tablets or all the newspapers are like the least reputable, biggest like piece of shit sources ever. Like, not a, yeah, British no news real is terrible source. Yeah, right. The, what are the U.S. ones? The Inquirer, the Sun. Yeah, I mean slander it's ridiculous like they're the least reputable of all journalistic things and that's what they're pulling up as evidence for everything evidence that megan's bad evidence that kate is bad evidence that that's that's my favorite was they did the megan and kate comparison i'm like well they're piecing picking the biggest piece of shit things like who cares what those people like they don't write anything true like their their entire cover are like six wrong things like so, why would why would that be a good case? Like, see how they're treating us differently. Like, yeah, the trash is treating you differently. I mean, why do you care what the trash thinks? Right, but it's a thing. Right. It's an entity. Well. But thanks, guys. Thanks for right. thanks for indulging. Yeah, that was that was the Oprah with Meghan and Harry CBS presents. That's exactly special. what that was. Uh, yeah. If you have any interest in the that, you know, formerly go known as back Prince on Harry. CBS. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Prince Harry, best joke in the whole thing. Um, it's yeah, it's what it, it's it's. There's your four opinions on it. None of us are diehard fans of the royal family, although Mama Kay seems to have this extensive background knowledge, so she had the most to say on that. But uh, that is gonna do it for this host pick. I think Jess is coming up pretty soon here. The schedule is kind of condensed, so just get thinking. Yeah, Ooh, Tyler Perry, Jess, Tyler and, uh, Perry. Yeah, acrimony two. <laughs> I want a criminy. Uh, acrimony two. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you have anything to suggest to us, we do have uh, some slots coming up. We are going to get to some more stuff as we were recording this. Oscar picks came out today, which we haven't talked about. We'll probably bring that up in a later episode. We're not going to stretch this one out any further. Things to recommend to us, though: films with the women in my life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And I think we're going to wrap it there. Thank you, Mama Kay. I thank you, Justin. Yeah. Thank thanks, you. everyone. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening. Enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.